It's now time for the Rural News with Sally Murphy. Kia ora, Sally. The Livestock Improvement Corporation's paying farmers over $2 million over semen quality issues. Kia ora, Charlotte. That's right. But some farmers say it's still not enough. LIC held an online meeting for shareholders last night to discuss bad batches of sire semen that resulted in lower pregnancy rates on over a 1,000 farms back in October. It's refunded the cost of the product and insemination for all affected semen straws and is paying a goodwill payment of $30 per straw to some farmers who meet certain criteria. During the meeting, farmers pointed out the payment is nowhere near enough to cover the ongoing financial impacts of the situation and questioned if LIC is breaching the Fair Trading Act with a clause in its contracts that states the company is only liable to the cost of the product and service. This was LIC Chief Executive David Chin's response. These clauses are there to benefit you know, um, everyone in the co-op and one of the things that we are looking at with our investigation, it's not just in the lab, but we do want to review how we've responded And it is important to note that whilst we have those clauses, it doesn't prevent the board from making other gestures, in which in this case they have done. You know, um, some management and the board got together on that. So, look, we will be reviewing all aspects of that going forward. David Chin says there's been no other issues with the co-op's products since the bad batches back in October. We haven't identified an exact cause of the issue. We are looking at a lot of things, as I outlined. Um, We're trying to conduct some trials to try and replicate those conditions. So at this stage, yet no causes. We are following, you know, trying to look at all parts of the process. So, yeah, it would not be useful for me to hypothesise at the moment or speculate on what I think it might be. We're just going to have to allow that investigation, which is well underway, to run its course. That's David Chin from LIC. Representatives from Fonterra and Beefinland New Zealand are set to attend Global Climate Summit COP28 in Dubai this week. It's all the more important as this year's summit focuses on ensuring security and sustainability of the world's food production systems. Monique Steele reports. Fonterra, New Zealand's largest greenhouse gas emitter, is sending Chief Executive Miles Hurrell and two other representatives to COP28. They want to take part in discussions on how to improve global access to food while reducing emissions in food production. Beef and Lamb says it will engage in talks about food systems, land use, methane emissions and Indigenous peoples' rights. It says it will use this opportunity to position New Zealand as a leader in sustainable farming. The new Minister for Climate Change, National Simon Watts, says he intends to go to COP28, but no plans have yet been finalised. Long-time environment and climate activist Steve Abel has been announced as the Green Party's agriculture spokesperson. Mr Abel most recently worked with Greenpeace to highlight the impact of nitrate contamination in water on rural communities. He will also be spokesperson for animal welfare and food safety. Growing demand for its products has led a Tasman wood company to open its own mill. ProLam makes laminated structural beams and posts from pine. Managing Director John Woodman says local sawmills couldn't provide enough timber, so ProLam took over the old prime pine mill and upgraded it. In 21, when everything was going pretty crazy in the construction market, we couldn't get enough timber or enough of what we wanted when we wanted it. And being able to cut our own timber for ourselves means we can cut the size that we require more than just the size that the other bills cut 
and that should be saving us about 25% wood fibre all up. Gosh, so opening up your own sawmill, that's a pretty big deal, isn't it? <clears throat> yes, it is. Yeah, it's it's took a bit of guts to get out there and do it. Obviously, the, the costs are quite high in setting up a sawmill, but we have done it for the long term in mind. We've put some new technology in there that's going to you know last us for the next probably 10, 15 years. We've got further expansion available if we need it. Currently, we think the mill will be cutting around 60 cube a day, and we've got another saw that we've got in the sawmill now, but we just haven't linked it into the mill but that should get us up to 150 cube a day. John Woodman says demand for structural timber fell away following the post-COVID building boom, but is now rising again with orders only 5% down on last year. An in-depth study into Pacific Labour Scheme says New Zealand's recognised seasonal employer scheme should model Australia's equivalent. The Pacific Australia Labour Mobility Scheme allows workers to stay in the country for up to four years, whereas New Zealand has a maximum stay of nine months. The study, led by the Australian National University, interviewed more than 2,000 Pacific workers. Co-author Zhang Doan says a longer opportunity to stay means more industries could hire Pacific workers. The contract duration is one to four years, and our view is, given the large benefit of this scheme, especially in, in economic terms, Something similar could be introduced in New Zealand context as well because, as you know, the RSE is only for seasonal works and the contract is less than a year. That's Zhang Doan. And lastly, over 90 kilometres worth of fencing supplies are being dished out to farmers affected by the Auckland anniversary floods today. The flooding at the end of January caused extensive damage. Hillsides slipped and fencing and culverts were washed away. Director of Charity Rapid Relief Team Danny Blampede says donated fencing packs valued at $1,500 are going to 300 farmers. We wanted to just give them a token um, so we can actually encourage them to get off the farm and come and talk to other like-minded farmers. Um, A lot of them have had a lot of mental health stress and that sort of thing since the storms, financial pressure, and we just think it's a great way to um, come and talk to people, realise there's hope, realise there's people that care about them, and fencing was a great way of doing that and it's uh, and it meets a need it's expensive for them to re-erect their fencing and um, they walk away with a mighty big smile on their faces that's danny blampede and that's the rural news for today kia pai tora